0: watching another episode of SNTR Presents or listening elsewhere on the podcast locations. If you like this content and my breakdowns of gaming news, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button, and if you're listening to audio, be sure to share it with your friends or you can support us directly on Anchor. Now, what we're going to be doing is breaking down the news about Halo Infinite Crunch. This came from an ex-employee at 343. Sony PS5 Redesign, apparently they're considering redesigning it to help with production, and the Division Heartland was officially announced and that is what we'll be breaking down in this video. So first let's talk Halo Infinite Crunch. Now before I get into this, I I do want to say I already have a video about my concerns about Halo Infinite. It was called Halo Infinite, Is It Doomed to Fail? And I got a lot of hate, and we got a lot of, you know, people that were angry about that video. A lot of the Halo fanboys kind of came out of the woodwork. And people need to understand, I want Halo Infinite to be amazing, but 343 hasn't done anything with the Halo property to give me a lot of confidence, and their initial trailer showing really didn't bode well with me or the general public, which led to them delaying it. Now, some of the info in this news might actually be good news for people that were really unimpressed with the trailer. So this was reported by The Gamer. Uh, We're finding out that despite the delay, Halo Infinite's development is being just as crunchy as its predecessors. Uh, This is according to a Era user. They were translating a Chinese social media site Um, someone was claiming to have worked at 343 Industries. Now, this is not confirmed whether or not they actually work there, but it's sounding very, very similar to other things we've heard about the game. Now, the video was in Mandarin, so the gamer, when they reported on this, they're not able to independently verify the information. However, what's presented sounds like crunch conditions by all definitions, and nothing contained... In this sounds outlandish or hyperbolic. It sounds pretty accurate to the way that games have been developed in the last couple of years and all of the inside information that's been coming out. So here's one of the quotes The 343 uh, team, especially the low level employees, work very hard, and many of them have experienced working overtime until the early hours of the morning in the past few years that is so generic and benign there's no reason to suspect that that's not someone being truthful or accurate it's very very low key but it is a window into what's been going on now additionally this is where the information gets more interesting he called the company executives overly ambitious in wanting to create both a new game engine and a semi open world game at the same time this meant that resources were constantly being swapped back and forth as engine defects were discovered and needed to be corrected. This is where you're getting a window into why that initial trailer looks so, so bad and this is why. The engine itself can be largely blamed for Halo Infinite's poor demo performance last year as the engine hadn't been fully completed yet. So you have to imagine, they're building and fleshing out an engine as well as wanting the game to be quasi open world and that's pretty ambitious for a long standing franchise and that led to the demo looking like pretty mediocre garbage like it didn't look very good i thought it was meant to look pretty bad and they were going to suddenly push a button and like up up the ante and make it look next gen it looked very bland and boring and it was received so poorly a month later they announced the delay of halo infinite however the anonymous employee says he still thinks that halo infinite is going to be a great game when it eventually arrives later this year here's the quote In fact, I think the finished product will still be great. The story is a big improvement, and the gameplay is much richer, though the development cycle is too long. Don't expect it to be an epoch-making masterpiece. This, to me, is well in line with some of my concerns for the game. It's going to be a mediocre... Expansion on Halo's universe that fans will probably love, but it will not shake up the industry. It will likely not create a bunch of new fans of Halo. And as he is saying, the cycle is too long. When a development cycle gets too long and too outside the original target window, fans get annoyed. People expect the game to be otherworldly because if you keep delaying it, it creates passive hype and. Probably very overrealized and exaggerated expectations. So, this does not bode well for Halo Infinite in my mind. The only good news in here that could be quote unquote good news is that the demo looks so poor because the engine wasn't completed yet. That could very likely change both the performance and the appearance of the game when it finally lands or it could make very little difference at all as we read the one blog post about the weather and the day night cycles a lot of their focus is on stuff that isn't necessarily going to reinvent the gameplay loop in halo or the combat so we're going to continue to report on that when more news comes out now this was big news for anybody who doesn't own a playstation 5 but it might be big news for you if you already own one okay this was reported by digi times The PS5 is so popular that shoppers are still clamming for a PS5 restock six months after launch but there could be a big change on the way that's worth waiting for. DigiTimes reports that the semiconductor manufacturer TSMC is planning on producing a redesigned PS5 at some point in the second and third quarters of 2022 and it could deliver considerably more power. So you're talking about within the year and a half to two year life cycle of the PS5 seeing a PS5 Pro, in quotation marks. Now, none of this has actually been officially put in motion, but it is something that they are apparently looking into. Now, I don't think you would say these sorts of things publicly if it wasn't already privately in motion, but we don't have confirmation of that. The idea of a redesigned PS5 might seem a little premature, given the current PS5 isn't even a year old yet, but the lack of stock and challenges around the semiconductor supply did see Sony CFO Hiroki Totoki I'm probably not saying that correctly. Suggested stock shortages could be overcome with electronic product design or finding other supply chain resources so they're looking into essentially changing the components of the ps5 in order to fix supply line issues basically if we can't get part a switch it to part b and we can get that created quicker it might speed things up now this isn't going to have an immediate effect on stock issues for you if you are trying to get a PS5. okay, This is going to take a long time to actually get any traction. We're talking like end of 2022, you might be able to pre-order a new version or order a new version of the PS5. Here's a quote again uh, from the CFO. For example, we could find maybe a second resource for semiconductors or by changing design, we could cope with semiconductor shortages. This was said in a Sony's Quarter 4 2021 earnings call transcribed by Seeking Alpha. According to DigiTime sources, the redesigned PS5 could sport new silicon uh silicon silicon with a new semi-customized cpu from amd built on six nanometer process node the current piece PS- of ps5 uses a seven nanometer custom octa-core amd zen 2 processor this is a bunch of techno garble but what they're going to do is potentially switch from a seven to a six this could see the ps5 delivering a performance boost and make a more efficient use of its power in effect we could be looking at a ps5 pro all this right now is obviously speculative and the timeline's not immediate but this could be within the next year to well, probably year and a half to two years you could see an uptick not only in production of ps5s but you're going to see them uh upping the performance and maybe just calling it a ps5 pro Lastly, this one kind of shocked us. We weren't expecting this. The Division Heartland has been announced. This kind of came out of nowhere. No one was expecting anything from Division uh, anytime soon. Uh, they've obviously been, according here to PC Gamer, they recently recommitted themselves to Division 2. So this, this announcement sort of came out of left field. I wasn't expecting anything. I was expecting Division 2 to kind of keep humming along for a while. Uh, and PC Gamer reports here, that's not the only iron they've got in the particular Tom Clancy fire in a a big update on the future of the franchise, it revealed that an all-new, free-to-play division game called Heartland is also in development at its Red Storm studio. So keep in mind, this is going to be a standalone, all-new, but also free-to-play game, okay? Some of the speculation about this game is likely rooted in the fact that it's free-to-play. Here's the, quotes, here's the quotation. Having worked on Tom Clancy games since 1997, its extensive experience across numerous genres and games, most recently The Division of the Division 2, makes Red Storm a perfect fit for this project. Ubisoft said, Heartland is a standalone game that does not require previous experience with the series, but will provide an all-new perspective on the universe in a new setting. This is obviously where everybody's getting into speculation about, does that mean Battle Royale? Does that mean, you know, we're gonna be getting some kind of a BR? I always thought the survival mechanic with the shrinking Blizzard Storm could have worked for a survival-esque Battle Royale, and it never really happened in Division 1. Survival was one of their most praised modes. Now, more here from the article. There are no details beyond that, but the bit about all new perspective makes me think that a Division based Battle Royale is a good bet. Activision has had massive success with Call of Duty Warzone, and EA's own free to play Battle Royale Apex Legends is a major hit. But Ubisoft's entry into the BR genre, Hyperscape, has been almost entirely forgotten. In fact, we included it in our list of games you forgot released in 2020. I didn't just forget about Hyperscape. I didn't even know that was Ubisoft. I remember seeing the name, but I didn't know that was a Ubisoft game. That game is already out of the frame. Like, no, I I don't even know what their player base is. Probably almost virtually non-existent. It's another Lawbreakers, it's another Radical Heights. Just completely out of the frame and forgotten. So, a comeback for Hyperscape does not seem likely, but a Battle Royale built around the familiar Tom Clancy brand might give Ubisoft fresh traction. Now, here's the thing about Battle Royales. It's a super saturated market. So if they're attempting to step into this world, they're going to have to bring something fresh. Because you're competing with Fortnite, PUBG still pulls decent player-based numbers, it's still one of the more played games on Steam, so you got PUBG, you got Fortnite, and you got Apex, and you got Big Daddy Call of Duty in the ring, and, and Activision recently appointed like all 10 of their studios to work on Call of Duty. So Ubisoft's got an uphill battle if they're wanting to enter enter the Battle Royale realm. So we'll wait for more details and info on the Heartland uh, game, this, this standalone game when it's going to launch, what it's going to look like. But again, the standalone free-to-play as well as the new perspective language might be pointing at a BR. If you're here right now in the live audience, don't go anywhere. I'm going to be reading through your responses to the poll. If you enjoyed this content, please hit subscribe and the bell button. If you're an existing subscriber, make sure your bell button is still set to all because YouTube has switched it and people aren't getting notified. As always, I hope to see you in the next video. For listening to the second part of the show here where we comb through poll responses about the micro news topics if you're listening to this on any of the places where the podcast hits uh, sntr presents uh, is, a, is a daily podcast. Try to feed those audio feeds. If you want to support the audio podcast and can never make it to a YouTube stream, you can always go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents if you want to support the content directly with like a uh, basically a paid subscription. It uh, doesn't come with any perks, but it does support me directly. If you want to catch these live, sntrlive.com will bring you light right to the main channel where we do the discussions. And today I asked, you know, Halo Infinite Crunch... The PS5 redesign and the Division Heartland, what interests you the most? Now, the PS5 redesign is winning uh, the poll results with 41%. Halo Crunch is right behind it with 38 And then Division Heartland is kind of at the bottom there with just 20%. One of the main reasons, I think, uh, was the, the structure of Division at this point in time. Um the the setup of that game, I think lots of people are probably going to really want to wait for more details about it, so that's likely why that one isn't really high on the poll also, there was like no details it was just a basic announcement about this planned game so we uh, we are going to obviously comb through the poll responses and see what people have to say here uh, Birdface says, I was a big fan of the first division uh, I was a big pusher of it as a Destiny competitor, I wanted a third person over the shoulder Ghost Recon feel again, and it was so much fun. Uh, curious if Division can be a good BR. I'm actually curious about that. Like, would, would that format, with the movement, with the cover base, with the third person, would it work in a BR? Like, would it be able to? And I know people are going to be like, well, Fortnite and these other games all started in third person. You are correct. But the more sort of slower paced cover-based gear-based uh content um i would think i would think would be a you know a very very interesting take um on the on on the br uh environment you know what i'm saying because it it, you know it's it's competitive you know um two spot from John Lover says show full design tees you're wearing now with standing I mean I don't like to stand I mean I'll show you very quickly um, there you go it's it's Wolverine fighting uh, Omega Red if you're interested they have this shirt over there on 80s tees you can use the shirt command it'll take you to the Marvel collection but you can search for this shirt over there just be sure to use code LONO for 30% off anytime you go to 80stees.com. so um you never tried survival in division one it was a BR and it was amazing. First and foremost, it was not a BR. It wasn't. <laughs> and yes, I played it a ton. I actually got pretty good at it. There were teamers constantly in solo, and I beat a group of them one day. It was really, really satisfying. But I would not classify the division um, survival as a as a as a BR. It was pretty small. It had PVE elements. Uh nothing was nothing was random other than where you showed up. It was pretty set. There were safe rooms. Um it it was it was it was BR light. It was very very BR light. There were elements of it surely that you would say are similar to a BR, but very very BR light. BR is a, a Battle Royale. Um so I I always thought they could take it to the main city and bring the snowstorm elements and turn it into a BR right that I think would have been you know extremely um would, would have been an extremely helpful pivot at the time because BR was kind of taking off however I don't think the city would have been conducive to Battle Royale combat because there's just been too many people. there have been a lot of funnel road fights and, you know, you also have to worry about camping in a game like that, you know, it's where can people hide, where can people just kind of chill and you'll never find them. Uh, that could have been, that could have been an element of, of challenge if they would have suddenly changed the city in the division into a Battle Royale i still think it would have worked i think the shrinking blizzard you know they could have been like man the blizzard's getting worse we got to move we got to move and then that could have been your quote unquote shrinking uh shrinking circle that i think could have been pretty cool uh and i think people would have rallied around it i really really do uh i think think it would have been it would have been neat um and i think it, it would have been popular but it would have only been popular and survived if it would have been designed well I think that's one of the bigger challenges of BRs right now is making them in a way where they've got longevity and they've got legs because a lot of the times a BR hits and people like oh this is kind of new this is kind of fresh and then it literally just falls down and dies if you think about the way that the handful that have come out recently well not even recently anymore but like Realm Royale Realm Royale would be one. That one uh, didn't go anywhere. Radical Heights didn't go anywhere. You know, uh, it's... The PvP environment in general is really, really tough to step into. Uh, you Lawbreakers learn that as well. So, and, and, and as we said in our news report, Ubisoft tried to launch a BR uh, and it's already been forgotten. It was in 2020 and it was called... I don't even remember the name of it now. I got to go to the report here. It was... Um, it was called Hyper Hyperscape. Hyperscape was literally a BR that 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 launched and is already basically forgotten. I don't even know what Hyperscape's numbers are, uh, if any. Uh, if we if we go to Steam charts, it, it's it's probably non-existent. I would think at this point, um, Hyperscape. Oh, you can't get it on Steam. It'd have been through UB, so we can't even get a player reading. I forgot. Like UB has their own launch with like Uplay and all that. So, yeah. I mean, un- un- unfortunately, uh- unfortunately, the, uh, the 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 landscape is very, uh, it's it's dead, so it's butters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's probably already you know put a- put a fork in it. It's already done. So, I mean, you can see it- it's a tough it's a tough market to get into. It really, really is. It's it's not it's not an easy easy nut to crack. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's going to be a continued, uh, issue, um, with, with any game that tries to step into the BR is, is, you know, is, uh, is saturation. Here's an article from Gamerant published three hours ago. YouTube introduces new features to complete with the, compete with the purple platform. The newest edition, which started rolling out for selected streamers yesterday, imports, uh, the sub only um chat option to Google's video platform. We've had that forever. According to a tweet from this guy, YouTube's head of gaming, the feature has been a big creator request for live streaming. Give streamers the option to restrict chat usage just to their subscribers. Oh, just subscribers, not members. Creators can switch to setting off and on at their leisure, even midstream, and can even add a minimum length of time that viewers need to be subscribed if they want to keep chatting with extra exclusives or stop trolls. Oh, that is such a good, uh, a good feature. I did not realize that was coming to YouTube. That'll really, really help shut down trolls, as well as promote people to be like, look, you want to be part of the conversation. You know you gotta you gotta you gotta click subscribe you know um i i don't know if we've i don't think we've gotten access to that um yeah right now i only have uh allow paid members only paid members to participate so i don't have that feature just yet uh so hopefully we get that very very soon um would you go back to Destiny and Purple? We would never go back to Purple full time, but I would certainly go back to playing and covering Destiny if I got unbanned. Um, 100%. Um, so. Uh, he also responded to requests about raids and membership gifting, too. Oh, really? Let's see. The feature is still in beta at the time of writing and has only been made available to a small number of streamers, but for the lucky few who are on it, the process of setting up is pretty straightforward. From the live control room page, streamers just click edit, followed by live chat, and they can edit the setting. Oh, wait, hang on. I might not have checked the right space, though. Hang on, let me see. Uh, Edit. um, Live chat. Yeah, I don't have it. I can do only members may send messages. I don't have that just yet. Um live redirect is still only my videos monetization i can change mid uh as well so i forgot i could do that right there that's a really quick menu i forgot about that's actually kind of nice um so yeah that's a that's a feature that we don't presently have uh, it was cryptically promised more to come in the coming months, but he also took replies to respond to queries about much-desired streaming features that come standard on the Purple platform, like rating, which sends viewers to go watch another streamer's channel at the end of a broadcast, and the ability to give subscriptions to users. He was still tight-lipped about the specifics of upcoming features for the platform, but he assured streamers in their replies that they hear our creative... Uh, community on the live streaming feature request perhaps suggesting that some of the features might be on the way while the announcement is certainly an exciting one on air of impatient disappointment pervaded some of the replies with the highly requested feature only being rolled out to a handful of streamers while the team collects feedback and tweaks the service many other creators just have to watch from the sidelines uh, many users called out on this, bringing up the clips feature, which is still not available to all users after commencing its rollout in January. Still, even if the process of getting the feature out to everyone on the service is a slow one, fans of YouTube are no doubt thrilled to start seeing some of Purple Platform's best features manifest in the streaming platform of choice. Um, whether it's enough to turn the tide of the battle between the two streaming services, though, remains to be seen. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bummer that we still we still don't have clipping here uh that's a bummer uh that we don't have that yeah so if we can get access to clipping and those kind of controls and if i could start raiding the gaming channel we would be in an amazing position we would be in such an amazing position if we could start raiding uh the gaming channel um Yeah, there it is. Think everyone wants to know if rating will become a feature of live streaming YouTubers live rating each other and then also as well as gifting memberships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are apparently, hopefully, uh, right on. Um, You didn't know I caught that if we had it. I'd called you at 3 a.m. if we've gotten that one. Yeah, I mean, subscriber only is nice because that's not a paid thing. It would be nice to be able to filter chat like that. Uh, At the very least, you know, getting folks to uh, to do it. What is Lodo reading? That's what I was reading, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I can't see that gentleman's tweets, because in the midst of everything that happened, last summer he blocked me, and uh, you know, that's always a little concerning, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and mod tools, yeah, there's like no moderation tools over here at all. It's really, really non-existent, so... Another comment on our daily poll. I am most interested in the Division Heartland. Been a fan of the franchise since launch day of Div 1. Interested to see what Redstorm comes up with. They have been previously involved with a lot of the PvP aspects of the franchise. Um, that points even more to a potential uh, battle royale. Um, you know, I-, I-, I would think... I would think that what you just said is... Is is he, is is a pretty big indication that maybe what's happening at the very least it'll be PVP oriented. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I didn't catch the beginning, but I hope the stream has been going well so far. Oh, thank you. Um, so it, it, the the fact that it's the team that worked on a lot of PVP stuff for uh, division, you know, that's an indication that th- this is probably where this is headed. So. Uh Japanther, I can't imagine the pressure Halo devs must be feeling at this point. So much is riding on this title. Um uh unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't think I don't think Halo Infinite um can live up to the hype. I don't think. It's it's been too long. It's been way too long in development. And then that was I mean that was even indicated by the the ex employee by the leak. It's just it's been developed. It's been in development for too long. I mean I don't know what you guys in chat think, but for me, when a game's in development that long, I'm always worried about it. Just isn't going to live up to it. People are going to have to wait too long. They're going to be way o- overly critical. Uh, they're going to rip through it because they've just been waiting for such a long time. Um, I just don't think it can at this point. Uh, they pulled RS. You pulled RS from Division Two. And the DZ was basically ignored by Massive for over a year now. I'm pretty ticked to see their name on that article. Really. I mean, but if they got pulled from it, I mean, that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't, I don't, if they got pulled from it, why would you be upset to see them on it? I don't know. Um, it's, You know what I think? Yeah, I know what you think, Eugene. I, you know, if if with the Halo Infinite situation, I never want to see a franchise do, do poorly. I never want to see a franchise do poorly. Um, you know, it's, it's, I would, I want to see franchises be successful. I want to see games sell lots of copies, especially an established franchise, even if I'm not huge in the franchise, I would I want games to do well. It's it's good for the industry. It's good for gamers. Why would you not? Why would you not want that? You know, and you know that's why you know the troll that kept coming in saying I was bashing Infinite. It was like I wasn't bashing Infinite. I was worried. I mean, it, it's not, I'm not seeing anything that looks promising. You know, from them. You know, both their both their focus on you know what they were focusing on, but also you know how how they've they've now structured some of their workflow it's like okay so they were working simultaneously on the new engine and the game and they somehow thought that they were also going to be able to push out that that uh, that trailer and impress people. It's like who green who greenlit that? Who saw that trailer and that gameplay and thought, yeah, we we need to show this to the public. You know, I it, it's I don't know. There that the whole thing the whole thing is concerning up to this point. And to have an ex employee basically be like, yeah, people are working through crunch. It's not going to be an e. It's not going to be uh, an an, an epoch changing game. Uh, it'll be a good game but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be this massive uh massive shift um I, I I would be I would be very very worried if I was a fan of the franchise like it's a one thing to be a fan of the franchise and to be pulling for it it's another thing to be like oh no it's gonna be amazing even though you've seen virtually nothing about the game up to this point um other than a bad trailer and some blog posts from the devs so the way I always land on these situations is... I want games to be successful, but I'm never going to sit here and blow smoke. You know what I mean? You uh, know, it, it's I've I've I never want people to be like thinking that I'm sitting here bashing, you know, bashing a game or whatever. Um, so I'm going to get Lono's attention to my last post. It's being taken out of context. I I don't know what you're 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 talking about. I've not I've not read or responded to anything you've said uh, recently. Uh Bmax says the Division Heartland is the topic that interests me the most. I even signed up for the early test phase on their site. Nice. Yeah, hopefully you can get in there. I know there's going to be NDAs and stuff, so I wouldn't be able to cover it. Um but I'm I'm always interested. I just can't plant my flag. We were talking about this earlier today. I can't plant my flag in PVP games. It's not possible. I just can't, I just can't do it. Um there's 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 uh there's way too many there's way, way too many authorities on on PVP games, and that's just not my my world. Uh, it just isn't. And whenever you know, whenever you're going to establish your content and you're going to have a content flow, if you start to break from that content flow, it needs to be at least in close proximity. And I just I don't think PVP games are. The, the 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 move. Even though I would love to play Apex, I would love to do all these different things. It's just most of the time, people coming for my content, they're not going to be looking for me to be talking about or giving you know tips about or playing PvP games. Now, when I was hosting and doing shoutcasting, sure, that would have been that would have been a a regular thing, you know, shoutcasting and observing games it gives you an opportunity to see a game from a very, very informed perspective, and I, I tried to bring that whenever I shoutcasted Trials, or Fortnite, or Apex, uh, or any of the games that I was kind of dipping my toe in. And, um, one of the, you know, one of the, the, the losses we've suffered is that, like, I just, I can't put myself in that commentator position right now, because it's not a very likely future For me in the business, so it's like, man, I just I can't do it. I I can't plant my flag in Apex Legends and play it and and talk about it. I can report on the news, but game time in it and and investing in it, that's just not an authoritative position that I'm in at the moment. Uh, You know, maybe long term that'll change. Same thing with Division Heartland. If Division Heartland comes out and is very very PVP focused, BR focused, I can obviously critique it, look at it, make my own predictions, but I can't really do. Um, there would be, you know, I, I can't, I can't really devote a lot of time to it. It just doesn't fit with what we do. Um, so Mike Faz says I am interested to find out uh what the Division Heartland actually is. Uh, same. I can only hope it is some sort of spinoff to the survival mode they had in Div One. Andrew says I like the Division franchise, took a break from it, but I'm curious to see this Heartland agreed about details it's funny that it has the least amount of votes but it's getting the most comments from you guys it's actually pretty funny that all the comments have been about the division uh, and the and the heartland um, here's one from butters about crunch it amazes me that companies still don't know that crunch hurts them maybe in five years they will learn to either delay or not announce games until they are in the final polish phases it's amazing how they never learn it seems that way. I, it it to me at this point. Why would you not? How many games are like? Think about what was recently stated publicly by the makers of Dying Light Two. They essentially said we announced our game too early. Like what, they're they're saying that why? Because like it, it's taking them longer. They're not in a position. They're just they are not in a position to talk about the game. They're not in a position to to reveal anything or move up launch date you know what I mean um I don't know I posted a thread from Halo it seems that people uh, are doing the transition only translated the last part of the video um I, I don't know where you posted that thread Raikou did you post it in gaming news um I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. You can't post links in my in my stream, so I'm not. I'm 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 confused uh, as to what you what you mean. Uh, uh, next comment here from Grim Brother. It's been too long since we had a new Halo title. I don't think crunch is inherently evil. Almost every industry has it. Uh, doesn't make it right or pragmatically smart it, it, it doesn't make it right that everyone's doing it and it also doesn't mean it's pragmatically smart like it's not necessarily uh good you know for you know for for the people working there or for the product like from a business standpoint um it, it, it is not it is not a smart it is not a smart move I don't think um the 343 halo thing okay that's just a reddit thread i mean i'm not going to read a reddit thread right now I, I try to pull up articles um only uh for news many of these decisions are driven by the need to impress shareholders and or investors the, the yeah, timelines are, are are super you know super super crunched and, and and limited you know pre-production is a huge factor as well um you know they spend too much time on pre-production uh and then they don't get they don't leave the engineers and the developers enough time uh to to get everything done um i don't know i suppose it's rolled out to everyone now and i was interested in the guy's response someone in the thread no the the sub only feature is not rolled out to everyone i don't have that feature right now i i that it's not available to me they're rolling that out. Clips is also still not available to everyone, which is really annoying. Eventually, we're supposed to be able to use the mobile app to create a short from any video, which would be really, really helpful for the Shorts channel. Uh, I could start to create shorts from funny moments in the stream that happen, or very intentionally place content within the content, write down the timestamp, and go back and grab the short later. Uh, you know, these are these are all things that you know, we'd be able uh, to potentially go back and do, uh, which would be good good for content creation, and we still don't have those. The shorts thing is literally in a Google YouTube help doc. It's It talks about it as if you should be able to do it right now, and I can't. I go on the mobile app, and I can't make a short from an existing video. It's not possible. Um, so... I'm a little worried that, you know, YouTube's trying to do too much at once. They're trying to invest in shorts and like that, that TikTok crowd, but they're also trying to invest in live streams. And it's just, they're very, very different approaches to creating content. And so I would be, I would be worried, um, that that would, that would end up being problematic with the stuff that they're rolling out. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's in the comment thread yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna go and read a comment that you made. Uh, I'm not. There's no reason for me to do that. You see, you're sending me on a wild goose chase in the middle of a recording, homie. I don't. I am not concerned that somebody on Reddit is misreading your statement. That's not. That's not a concern of mine. I'm not trying to be dismissive and rude, but I, you're. You're being one of those like pesky chatters. Like I'm not gonna go read that. Jordan Smith with the five dollar tip. Watch the past vod last night. Love what you were saying about the notifications. I had to turn mine back on, and I watch the vod every weeknight. Well, thank you. Yeah, we don't know why that's happening. If you're new and you enjoy this content and you hit sub and the bell button, or you're a longtime subscriber and you have the bell button check, you're gonna want to periodically check that bell button. It's getting turned off, and for some people it's getting switched to personalized, which if you don't personalize it, you're just gonna stop getting notifications. So if you want to get notified about my daily stream and the evening upload, you're gonna want to make sure that's set to all. Uh, so... It's, it's an unfortunate reality that for the last two weeks has tanked our numbers. In just two days of talking about it, it's already changed uh, initial turnout on uploads and live streams. And we've only talked about it for two days. So unfortunately, there's how many thousands of people that are never going to get notified now and they're not going to have a clue why. So, um, It's interesting that YouTube seems to be more interested in making features that won't bring an extra crash before they look at gifting. Well, they're the one of the reasons they're looking at the subscriber thing is likely because they're getting ready. This is gonna be my my hopeful theory, okay? This is Lono's hopeful theory about what's going on. I feel like they are preparing for big streaming updates and they wanna give us they wanna give us moderation, like better moderation tools. And that's that on its own is a really great moderation tool if I can instantaneously be like, you need to be a sub here for two minutes before you can comment that turns away so many of the morons and the bots and the drive-by people there are so many people that disrupt chat or spam chat or do all this nonsense and they literally do it and they do it and they keep on moving right? it's it's one of those things where they th- this th- that might be what's going on they're wanting to give us a very very easy broad reach live stream moderation tool before they start rolling out the bigger changes. Obviously, that's me being like ridiculously hopeful because they don't seem invested in live stream. I we were supposed to see really good things first quarter. And we saw eclipse in January. Still not available for everybody. Creating shorts from any stream. Still not available to everybody. And now you got rating and hosting. Maybe on the way. Gifted subs. Maybe on the way. And a being able to um, being able to change chat to not members only, but subscribers only. Uh, so. Um, they were making content for MCC and fixing it. Something the community wanted. Something you would know if you were in the community. Oh, you're talking about something else. Um, so I, yeah, uh, moderation on YouTube is a joke. You only have two options: either timeout for five minutes or ban. Then you have no way to find anybody to unban them. Yeah, there's still somebody today. He's a member on gaming, and I can't unban him over here. It won't let it. It won't let me. I go to his profile. I click the flag. I click unblock, and it doesn't work. I don't know if that's because in the background they're they're fiddling with moderation tools, and that's no longer going to be the way that we unban somebody. I have no freaking clue what they're doing. Um, so. Uh I don't know. Live broadcasting is is a growing is a growing opportunity for for money. So you would think they'd be throwing a lot at it, especially after some of the contracts they they signed with streamers to get them to come over here. Um I just I don't know. I uh, it's interesting that now I guess I guess again, this is me being hopeful, I suppose I would rather it be slow and take time than be something they rush out and have to walk back. Like, Purple Platform is known for this. They're like, hey, we did this thing, and then like a week later they're like, oh, sorry, no one likes it, no one gives a crap, or it's 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 being received poorly. So, I suppose if these things are taking a while to roll out, I would hope that it's because they're taking their time and making sure they're implemented well, and maybe that's why they're rolling it out to just handfuls of channels first, uh, to ensure that they work well. I can respect that, as an alternative to what purple does they roll out features all the time and then nobody freaking uses them they're terrible do you guys remember um they switched from having stream teams to communities and nobody used either none of them neither of them were helpful and then they did the you know getting rid of pre-roll ads and nobody used that that was a freaking joke uh and then they did the um the multi-stream feature which only gave one channel all the views so it would tank the other channel's numbers like they constantly rolled out features over there that were horribly designed uh so I would rather I'd, I'd rather YouTube take a while before rolling something out um It seems uh, true. Tried and true things like gifting and better mod tools seems like it's something super predictable and will be well received. Yeah, gifting memberships and having one free membership if you do YouTube premium, both of those seems like just freaking slam dunks for generating revenue. I I don't know. I don't know why they're sleeping on it. Could be a logistical thing in the background. I don't know. I'm an MMA. I'm a mod for an MMA channel. One of the mods got mad, banned another mod. The only guy who runs the channel could undo it. Uh, was to unmod everyone and give mod status back to everyone. Oh, that's ridiculous! That is so crazy. We to this day can't unban this one guy. He got bought for smarting off way back when we were a little bit more strict. I've kind of leaned into it now. I just kind of troll the trolls, you know, and and see if they stick around. And uh, this guy got bopped, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I want to support you." Duh, 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 duh. And he subscribed, and he's a paying member on my gaming. And I can't get him unbanned here. It it literally won't let me. I go to his channel and do it, and it's like, nope. And I have no way. I have no way of, of, of finding him on my channel to unban him. Like it's not possible. It's not an option. I go in to see all the people that are banned here, and it's just a ridiculous long list uh, of uh, of people and uh, there's just no way, no way to find him and, and undo it. No, it wasn't Greg. It wasn't a mod. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's look at another comment here uh, from the poll. Noberto says, I've always been impressed, uh, interested in the division, but I haven't had time to play it. A free-to-play model might be a better way since they have a bigger pool of players. Uh, free-to-play likely points to being a PvP game and not an RPG, I can't see it being like RPG or loot based, you know what I mean, I really really can't, um, it, it, it's, it's unlikely, uh, you know, um, more, more, more than likely, more than likely, they are, uh, they're going for PVP, you know, so this video about the halo thing the video made big noise in the foreign communities because it mentioned overtime this is a bit troublesome actually the UP said that the overtime is actually to help 343 speak and said that they are not a lazy studio but from foreigners they think that 343 is forcing labor the foreigners only translated the last part Okay, well we can ignore the crunch thing. We didn't heavily we didn't heavily focus on the crunch. We focus a little bit more on the fact that the engine wasn't developed at the time that they decided to push out their demo and then that resulted in the bad reception which resulted in the delay which resulted in some people leaving the company which has resulted in, you know, a lot of speculation now about will this game even be ready to launch, ready to ship, you know. So, um I don't know the trailer showed in June was a pos. Yeah, it was it was it was awful. Again, I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. I actually liked Halo Five than a lot of the than a lot of the fanboys. I enjoyed it more because maybe I wasn't a longtime fan. And I, I you know I'm so I'm not trying to be a hater. I I thought that trailer was embarrassingly bad. Um, it was so bad that I thought they were doing a Wizard of Oz thing. So you know how in Wizard of Oz it's all black and white and then Dorothy opens the door and all of a sudden the world is color I thought that's what they were doing I thought they were showing traditional tried and true slow no aiming down sight very boring halo combat I was like oh they're showing us this cause they're gonna ramp things up in a second and they're gonna like next genify the trailer all of a sudden it's gonna be very clear like oh yeah look at this and it never happened I was like wait that was it that was the trailer? That's all we, that's all we get? That's what I thought they were doing. I thought they were intentionally making it boring and slow and just, you've seen and played this game before and then they were going to next-genify it and all of a sudden it was going to be like, woof, it was going to, you know, take it up a notch. No, it just was boring from beginning to end. And I remember ending it, looking at chat and being like, what was that? that? Was that it? Was that all there was? There was a half a second where I thought I was watching a remaster of original Halo. I was like, this doesn't even look like a new game. It looked amazing in the cutscene. And then once I got into the combat, I was like, there's nothing here. Like, I, You know what I'm saying? A 20 spot from Chris H. Have another Friday off so I can catch the content live. Your segments are a favorite part of my weekly grocery shopping. Well, that's amazing. I was told I could go bag groceries and I get to entertain you while you go grocery shopping. It's a small world after all. There we go. Thanks for the 20 spot, Chris. Gritter with a comment on the poll says, I hope Heartland has elements of survival in it for The Division 2. Uh, lots of uh, lots of folks pulling for that. They want to see that survival stuff come forward. They really want to see they want to see it yeah, you know, what's good to bear. Um, there are a lot of folks that think that they, you know they want they want to see it. They want to see them pull that over because survival was very very praised uh, and, and very liked. Um, none of my criticism has been about the game. It's been about how they absolutely failed properly managing their flagship. Yeah, I, yeah, it's. I've not seen anybody just trashing the game. Um, tired of the Bungie classic purists thinking Halo needs to be year two thousand seven for every game. Well, and I don't think anybody here is making that argument. I mean, what I saw in the trailer looked like that. It looked like they were trying to appeal to, you know, longtime fans that just want another Halo. You know, it didn't look like anything elaborate or innovative or evolved. Like. I said this in my Doom to Fail video because they were talking about the grapple and how much time they put into the grapple and what the grapple meant. And I was like, it's just a grappling hook. I mean, it's just a grapple. Like, if that to you is huge, massive amount of work, just a game changer, you got to think about... You got to think about why that is. It's because... Halo as a game is stuck in many respects. It, it This is really this is this gets busy, but let me give you my theory on what happened. Halo became massively successful and in becoming successful, it it put itself into this very predictable box of it needs to be slow movement, it needs to be very very controlled because consoles and controllers are not going to be able to handle a uh, an, an unreal tournament or quake style fast moving combat it's just not going to work so they made a very very controlled game made a very very controlled game now the danger when you do that is the popularity of halo meant that the games that followed had to stay close to that lane or you would be accused of kind of becoming something else right and that would be essentially all you'd be getting is another very predictable halo. Unfortunately, for halo shooters and and the innovation within gaming have left halo in the dust, right? And because of that, halo has a choice. They either completely break from what everyone's expecting, which is extremely risky, or they just deliver another really, really solid Halo game, which means, as the guy that, you know, spoke out, this this ex-employee, it's not going to be epoch-defining. It's just going to be a, a, a solid Halo game. Blame the classic fans. They want 343 3 to stick to Bungie's Shadow, and they're not allowed to move forward. This is not something to blame on classic fans, homie. This is a constant... This is a... A perpetual conundrum that all established franchises face. Call of Duty faced this. They tried to innovate with Black Ops 3 with like supers and ultimates that were very inspired by Destiny and other games at the time and then Advanced Warfare with double jumps and wall jumps and wall running and all this other stuff and what did everybody say? This is trash. We want boots on the ground. We want Call of Duty. You are always, always stuck in the... If you innovate too much, then the game is not true to itself, and your, fa- and your fans turn on you, which is dangerous. That's dangerous because they always are going to make up the majority of your purchases. And you're doing it hoping you get enough people to fill the funnel to replace them if they stop playing or don't buy or whatever. So, they always are going to be stuck. Now, the reason Halo is, is in a more, I would say, restrictive position is because it got super popular at a time where that gameplay style and that loop worked. But now, with the dawn of Fortnite and Apex and Titanfall, and all these other shooters that run great on console and people enjoy, and they're fast, they're more high-octane, they're more quick-moving, Halo feels like you're watching a game in slow motion. It doesn't feel like a game that lands on the modern landscape. It feels like a dinosaur. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, they don't have a choice. Their game got super popular at a time where that worked. That doesn't work anymore. So, as I've said previously in my predictions, Halo Infinite will sell just fine. It will be likely praised by long-standing fans and have a very committed player base. It will not bridge the gap between old and established fans and new or maybe skeptical fans, Th- that's not going to happen. I just don't think so. I would love to be proved wrong. I This, this would be a great time to prove me wrong. man. It lands and it's just amazing. The new engine, the gameplay, all of it just delivers an absolute knockout of a game. A really, really good example of a game that I feel like contextualized itself into the modern landscape but was still faithful to itself was Doom Doom did an amazing job now Marauders can die in a fire but both Dooms that released 2016 and the most recent one Doom Eternal I believe they did an excellent job honoring their roots and where they came from while also completely evolving and innovating the gameplay the content the loop the the way the combat feels all of it Doom did an, a, a, an exemplary job of contextualizing their game into the into the gaming landscape that we exist in right now. Resident Evil is doing a good job with that. We're gonna be playing Resident Evil Eight later today. Resident Evil Seven did a really good job of contextualizing the Resident Evil format and content, right? they did a great job of doing that, of bringing it forward and making it feel like a more modern game while still honoring where they came from. Right? Halo's not doing that from where I sit. When I look at a trailer for Halo Infinite, I'm like, this literally could be a 10-year-old trailer that you dressed up with better resolution and textures. You see what I'm saying? Like it would, it would, it would be, it would be a, the, 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 the armchair person, if you'd have showed me that footage and asked me, what do you think this footage is for? I would have been like, probably a remaster of a Halo game I've never played. It's, it's gotta be, yeah, it's gotta be an older game that they've remastered or updated or something. It didn't, it didn't look like they, like, when we saw gameplay for Doom, the first time, you know, Doom 2016, when we saw that gameplay, everyone was just jaw on the floor. Holy moly. Not only is that Doom, that's a Doom for today. There was no denying that the game had jumped leaps and bounds forward. There, Nobody in their right mind was going to say that about Halo Infinite's gameplay that they showed off. And I I think and believe it's unavoidable. I don't think you can avoid it. There's 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 only one way to bring Halo into the future. It would have been to give it a feel closer to almost like a Destiny Apex hybrid. Let's say Destiny Titanfall hybrid. That would have been the best way to bring Halo forward and long-standing fans probably would have turned on it. They'd be like, "No, this isn't Halo." too fast it, it, it's it's too fast this this feels and looks like titanfall this feels and looks like destiny i don't i don't like this so so that that would have been the risk because they would have done that and people would have been able to say why well, it's it's a it's a modern halo it's a, it's a it's a contextualized version of halo into the landscape that we exist in now and your your classic halo purist your old school fans would have been like this is garbage i don't want it The mass scapegoating of classic Halo purists is a garbage take. Infinite development failures are being noted by gaming communities at large. Fanboys are not to blame for the in mass caution. I don't want to sit here and act like it's the fanboys' fault, but I think it is an unspoken constant. An established franchise will always be shackled to the skeleton of its predecessors. Always. To one degree or another. To greater or lesser degrees, every established franchise is, in some measure, shackled to the skeleton of their predecessors. Like, they cannot go too far. It's like the leash on your dog. He can run in a circle around the tree, he can dart at the mailman, but whoop, it's gonna yank him back, and he's gonna be coughing and choking and gagging. Halo can only run so far from what they are shackled to and if they run too far they're going to fall on their face and the core audience is going to turn, betray it, not support it and it's a disaster. Revenue, projected sales, all that falls flat. These I believe these are these are realities that cannot be fought against. They're like forces of nature. It's like forces of nature like you can't you can't fight against this. You've got to lean into it and you've got to try to 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 innovate where you can and to make changes where you can. I remember when Destiny came out, I was like, wow, this is like an online world for Halo. Right. The old games are the reason we want more Halo. I, I truly think that a lot of the longstanding fans have just romanticized and have rose-colored those old games. They're not as good as you think. They were good at the time. They were excellent at the time. But they're not as good as you think. It's like when you go back and watch action movies from the 90s, you're like, oh my gosh, this is corny and bad. Holy moly, I thought this movie was amazing when I first watched it. You go back and play those old Halo games, you're going to be like, "Ooh." wow this is not this was a this was groundbreaking at the time but it's it's pretty boring man it's not that good it's really really not that good you know it it was groundbreaking at the time and it isn't anymore like go back and play Goldeneye. Go back and play the first two Halos. Go back and play the very, very first Gears of War. Just, no. No, they're not that great. They're not. I go back and play Halo on uh, Master Chief Collection all the time. Yeah, but you don't necessarily, I don't think that you do that because the game is so earth-shatteringly good. It's because of the nostalgia. It's because of the nostalgia. Halo 1 and 2 are 10,000 times better than Warzone. Like, you made me read that. I read that out loud. Like, I actually read that out loud. I I read that and people heard me say it. Come on, man. Come on. It's so much more liberating to be honest about games that you love. Just be honest. It's so much easier. This... This like this entrenched fanboyism. It's exhausting. Like admit admit that games you played ten years ago or more are not that great now. Like just admit it. There's a metamorphosis that has happened. Your expectations, your desires, what you expect from depth, movement, crispness, and and, and freshness, and and a sense of empowered like control of the character. Come on, those games. Those games are not that great. They're not. They, they don't stand the test of time. Now, I, I said the other day, Titanfall 1 and Titanfall 2 especially Titanfall 2 is like the Helen Mirren of shooters, okay? It's aged incredibly well, but it's, come on it, it, not very many games do that they don't and Titanfall 2 lines up with so much of what you can do right now in a video game, or Apex Legends, go play it. it it's so similar to what you can do in Titanfall 2 So few games from back in those eras even hold a candle to what games are now with respect to depth, quality, uh, movement, the precision. Go back and play Borderlands 1. It is truly awful with respect to the controls and the ADS and the target acquisition. It's bad. It's real bad. But people will go back and play Borderlands 1 and be like, this is so awesome. This is so awesome they updated it well I mean if they made an update and they, and they cleaned some of it up sure but before you do that go back and play a non an untouched version of BL1 I can't, ugh, it's not that good it's not that good it's goldeneye is still good come on you, you have to understand you're mu- you don't have the same brain that you did back then you're a different person now you're a different gamer it's I'm telling you it's liberating to admit those games were 10 out of 10 at the time. If you transplant them to today, they're not a 10 out of 10 anymore. It's like when they make those time travel movies and some guy from the, you know, the 1920s all of a sudden shows up and just doesn't fit with anything that's happening in the in the modern era you just it's easier to go back and and just be honest that these games are not as good as you might think they are and that's one of the challenges of an established franchise they got to do two things and these things are almost impossible to do at the same time they got to be true to their roots and you're expecting the same experience you had back then you had never played a game like Halo 1 and 2. You had never played a game like Gears of War 1. You had never played a game like that before. So there is a transformative property that happens to you while playing it. Your expectations, your emotions, your dopamine levels are at a level that can't be replicated if I copy pasta that game format 10 years later. It's impossible. It's impossible. They cannot stay true to those roots and give you that almost metamorphosis-like experience in playing the game. Why? Because you've already had that experience. This is the Call of Duty syndrome. You've already played a Call of Duty campaign like this before. It's not moving the ball forward that much. So you're like, this is just another Call of Duty. It's pretty boring. Call of Duty pivoted away from campaigns for a reason. It wasn't really the draw and it wasn't really what made people buy the top the the, 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 uh, the releases anymore. So, whenever you have an established franchise, it will always in some measure be shackled to the skeleton of its predecessors and when that happens, you're always going to find it to be a little lacking. Breath of the Wild is another really good example of I consider it to be a great contextualization of an old game into the modern era. Right? Modern Warfare remastered was a huge success, but that game doesn't hold up now, huh? I don't know what point you're making. Are you refuting your own points about Halo, or are you taking a dig at Call of Duty? Either it's a dig, or or you're or you're admitting the same thing is true of Modern Warfare, which means the same could be said for Halo. I and, and here's the thing. What I am saying is not me being a hater or me being like, oh, I'm I'm knocking the game. I'm just being honest about the truth of games back then. It's so easy. It's so much easier. That's why I don't want Half-Life 3 to come out now. It's been so long. It'll never live up to the expectations generated by the previous titles. The reason I think you're wrong, uh, Legend, about Half-Life 3 is... First person shooters, and the graphics, and the, and the photorealism, I think they could make an absolutely incredible Half Life 3 now. It would make Half Life 2 and Half Life 1 seem like dinosaurs. I, I think it's different when it's single player. It's very very different when it's single player and it's just more of like a first person shooter. Halo's in a different category. Halo's in a different category because, like, if you suddenly were really fast and moving and had all these tools and equipment in Half-Life, I, I I don't I don't think that that would happen. I don't think people would crap on and say it's not it's not like the predecessors. Halo's in a different category altogether. It's too, its identity is too woven into slow moving, non verticality, lead footed, like lead footed combat. I, I I just I don't know people have half-life because it's cool too. change my mind the game is terrible half-life 2 is not terrible no that's actually a very good game original half-life maybe that one probably hasn't aged too well i think half-life 2 has probably aged reasonably well it's not going to blow your socks off you're not going to understand why it's so popular but it's not going to be it's not going to feel as dated as the first one would would i would think so we got to end the recording. We got to move on. This was a good debate. My lunch sitting in front of me and we still have to do the micro topic about um, the did they nerf the horror in Resident Evil 8? If you're watching this, my uploads of Focus Topics hit at 5 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you're subscribed with the bell button. Check your bell button. It's been getting unchecked, okay? So if you're here right now, stick around. We'll be doing that next Uh, And if you're a new sub or an old sub, again, you're going to want to regularly check that bell button. People are not getting notified because YouTube pushed out an update and switched it to personalized. Make sure it's on all and you won't miss these uploads. If you're listening to this recording elsewhere, always come check us out live at sntrlive.com.